welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week stars Katherine Yeske-Taylor. Katherine is a journalist and the author of a book I was interviewed for called She's a Badass, Women in Rock Shaping Feminism, along with Susie Quattro, Gina Schock, Exine, Lydia Lunch, Danita Sparks, Amy Ray, Toby Vale, Shade Sanchez, and so many more. I feel extremely honored to be among these heavyweight heroes, and I think this book is super important and a fascinating glimpse into what it is like to be a non-male in the music industry and world. Uh, the book is uh, set to release early next month, but you can pre-order it today. I'll add the link in the show notes. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Katherine Yeske-Taylor. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for coming here. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor. Oh, the honor is all mine. And I think it's super funny. You're like, oh, I didn't know it's allowed to ask to be on the podcast. But it's like, <laughs> uh, it's like half of the people that come on are like, I've been like hounding to be on for so long. And then they finally are just like, okay, fine. And then the other half is like, someone being like, can I be on the podcast? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, it's always funny to me that people don't like what like what people think it is but um yeah I guess I want to um um talk to you about your book that you have coming out I guess you have two books well I have out? one coming out uh in January okay uh, January 16th um she's a badass woman in rock shaping feminism and then um about halfway through writing a book with Eugene Hoots of Gogo Bordello his memoir that's so that, cool that one will come out sometime in 2025 there hasn't been a date set yet because we're kind of relatively early in the process but yes oh. two books coming out <laughs> books take forever yes well, that's they do. awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's cool um you're uh she's a badass or is that how you well yeah the the full title is she's a badass and then in subtitle is woman in rock shaping feminism so it's kind of okay cool so yeah she's a badass is the main title but um, yeah well so for any everyone listening is you interviewed me yeah the book which was (laughs) crazy I was like whoa oh my god uh and uh but like pretty much everyone that you interviewed is like I mean it's like a legit cool list of like all the people you would kind of want to hear from um when you think of like uh sort of more like rock or punk or whatever in in music ladies uh it's like just the list of those people and then <laughs> and then me and <laughs> so uh yeah you I guess, definitely belong in that list what do you mean I mean <laughs> I don't know it's I feel like yeah I didn't I mean I didn't know what really when I when you interviewed me I was just I usually uh depending on like where we are in our album cycle or whatever I mean, I'll do most interviews because I think it's funny, uh, but this seems like usually not like, yeah, for just a book and then realizing like, oh, whoa, this is like legit. Um, I I feel super honored and I'm excited for people to hear it or no. 
they don't hear it. They read it um, <laughs> the, for people to read it. But yeah, I guess like, um, yeah, if you can guess, since I knew about this a little bit before everyone's hearing about it right now, I guess something that's really uh, interesting to me as someone that's an artist is like your process, like where did this idea come from? Um, what was your process for making it a little bit more true and then a little bit more true. And then finally like making, you know, your, your, your idea real, like, can you talk about that? Mm. Um, well, I actually, about two years ago now got approached by a literary agent um, and he'd been reading my articles and he said, have you ever thought about writing a book? Cause you're, you're a really good writer. Um, you have a unique voice. I think you'd be a good author. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I've thought about it, but I've, you know, I've just never really taken the time to research exactly how you do that. It seems kind yeah. of daunting. And um, he said, well, you know, if we can come up with a good idea, something that you think would be good for a book, then I'd be happy to shop it around and see if we can get a deal. And wow. so we just started, uh, going over ideas, various ideas. And he had seen an article that I had done with Danita Sparks of L7, um, who also ended up being in this book. Yeah, and, that, that's uh, yeah. one of the cool, or er, everyone's cool, honestly, but I love Danita, that's super yeah. cool. And she's very outspoken. And so it was, a, it was a really interesting article. And he said, well, do you think you could do a whole book like that, about women in the music business talking about their experience is good and bad. And, and I, as soon as he said that, I thought, oh yeah, that is a good idea. And when I <laughs> started researching it, um, writing the proposal, I realized there really isn't another book like that out there, which is kind of shocking. Um, there's yeah. a lot of books about women in rock, of course, and there's a lot of books about feminism, but there are no other books that I could find, you know, major books where it really focuses on women in rock talking about feminism. So it seems like a, a hole that I could yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that's super cool. I think yeah. that people, especially now, don't like realize <laughs> like how crazy it is to be the person that writes those books because it's like, or how, you know, how important it is, you know, because it's like even, yeah, people that are like 20 and under, it's like all information is accessible by touching your telephone. And it's like this idea that, you know, like writing the book that all, you know, point is the center of where that information comes from uh, is so cool. And uh, I think it's awesome that, that you are doing that. And it's crazy that there wasn't that before, but like, that makes it even more awesomer that you're doing it, you know? <laughs> and it's, yeah. yeah, it's 2020, it'll be 2024. There isn't a book about like how, yeah, people feel about, that is crazy. That's so yeah. cool. Congratulations. You well, won. thank you. <laughs> you won. <laughs> and then as far as your question about how I made it more true, I think, um, I mean, when I first started this uh, project, I started asking people who I'd interviewed before, like you, um, because it seemed like the obvious place to start. Uh, you know, I could say, I've written about you. If you like that article, well, how about we do it again this time for a book? And that's how I got about two thirds of the people for the book. But then the, about another third was people who I'd never talked to before. And I wasn't really sure what they were going to tell me 
in advance. You know, like yeah. I kind of had an idea from interviewing you before what your opinions on things were, but right. some people yeah. were a total mystery. And so <laughs> um, I didn't know exactly what I was going to get into with some people. And so uh, what I ran into kind of early on was there were a couple of people who had agreed to do this book who very strongly do not want to be called feminists. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't expecting that. I kind of thought if someone agreed to do a book called, you know, subtitled Woman in Rock Shaping Feminism, that they'd be feminists. Yeah. Uh, but there there were a handful of people in this project who did not want that um, for various reasons. It's not that they don't believe in female equality. It's just that they had a problem uh, with how the feminist movements have progressed or they didn't like what that label feminist has come to mean uh, and so yeah. it was really interesting to hear them talk. I, but the the thing that made me kind of worried at first was um, this is not fit into what I originally had envisioned Yeah. for this book. And oh, my God, like this is <laughs> going to be very different. And um, and so I guess by making it true, I just I decided to put that stuff in, too. I mean, I, I thought this is someone's legitimate opinion. Uh you know, they have reasons for saying these things. Yeah. Just because they disagree with other people in the book doesn't mean that they're wrong. And I need to include this full spectrum. That's awesome. And I, I thought that it was good because it kind of forced me to broaden my vision for the book compared to what I originally thought it would be. Yeah. And fortunately, my publisher, when I went back to them and said, you know, I told you the book was going to be like this, but it's actually looking like it's going to be more like this other way uh they were on board with it so that I was really glad that Backbeat Books um was willing to be open-minded about that instead of just yeah. saying like this is what we said we wanted and that's what you have to deliver you know they right. uh, you know it made me glad as a journalist because as a journalist you're supposed to kind of follow what people say instead of having some kind of predetermined idea of what you're going to write you know you're supposed to stay open-minded and yeah so I was glad that I was allowed to do that in this case and surprised, like I said, by like what yeah. came out of some people's mouths. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to ask you, like, what was the most shocking thing? But I guess is I think that's that it? it. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, I'll be honest. I felt I understand that I kind of felt like I was going to be the most not like feminist on my like whatever sleeve person of all you know I thought I was gonna be like a sort of outlier to that just just because of the things you mentioned that um some of there's so, yeah so many waves of feminism at this point some of them aren't um don't align with some of my ideals and you know but uh for me personally it, it is like I don't like the word spirituality, but like that's the word I use. And I don't, there's a lot of words I use for what I, you know, there's a lot of words that aren't exactly perfect um, descriptors of what I'm trying to say, but those are the words in our language to say them. And it's like, you know, I guess that uh, it's just interesting to find out. I read a little bit, um, but I, I mainly wanted to have like a, be able to ask you stuff without knowing what anyone said but uh mm -hmm. yeah I did I I found that too I was like oh wow that's interesting like I I did think I was gonna be the most kind of like boomer person, you know, <laughs> in that way but yeah, yeah no, no. Was... you were you were not 
even close to the most extreme. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, I guess it's good because there's some people who, uh, I mean, there's nobody that's going to agree with everything in the book. I don't even agree with everything in the book. Yeah. um, Because there are such opposing opinions expressed in it that it's just impossible for everybody to agree. But I think that's healthy in this day and age, especially where people seem to isolate themselves and only want to hear about things that they already agree with. I think it might be good to have people see, look, here's somebody who has the opposite opinion from you, but look at the reasons for that. And maybe you still won't agree with them, but it's a legitimate opinion for them to have still. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. I think there's so much more to learn or there's, yeah, there's such a good um, potential to learn from these people that are heroes that might not exactly have the the same point of view as you but yeah learning how that they got there just mm-hmm. a, there's so much to learn like instead of being closed-minded yeah. um some but, of it's generational too yeah uh, you might have noticed I ordered the book um from oldest to youngest and I did that on purpose uh because I really wanted to show how things have changed or not um that's so interesting women experience things over the generations oh that's so cool I had no idea I Mm -hmm. yeah I have to read it I didn't um because before we did this I was like oh you should probably read your (laughs) you know interview just to like brush up on it uh but um but I and I was pretty shocked by what I said to be honest like not not shocked but I was like oh oh yeah because I remember doing the interview with you um, and it was like in the rain and I think we were in like Washington or something. I was just standing in the rain and I had yeah. like, it was just a, like, it was super fun to talk to you. And I felt like you really heard, heard me and let me say what I had to say. And, um, which is really cool. You know, I'm glad but, to hear that. <laughs> I uh, hope everybody so- in this book feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, it's not. I, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't want to forget about what you're just saying about the age and everything like that but I do just want to say that um after like writing a record about uh past lives and future lives and like all the stuff that we just wrote a record about and just going out there and being like yeah I have alternative you know beliefs like yeah it it, most of the interviews I do most or a lot of the time they're like you're oh you're a crazy person you know so (laughs) it feels good to just like um talk to someone that's like not it's not no judgment just like literally want to know your opinion on something and that no matter what you say it's like that's we're there to talk about your opinion and yeah it was cool you're really it felt really good and I felt like I said things that I yeah I I told you I haven't ever said before because I didn't really feel comfortable Mm-hmm. Um, saying them to someone. So thanks for that. But oh, you're very welcome. But I feel like that's what a good journalist should do. That I mean, like, it's not my job to um, judge what someone's saying in a case like this. It's my job is to be a conduit. You know, I'm the messenger, basically. It doesn't really matter if I agree with someone or not. It What matters is that I uh, express someone's story in a way that is as truthful as I can possibly make it. Uh, yeah. And- well, yeah. You started that off by saying 
that's just what a good journalist does and say, yeah, you're a good journalist. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you, I did I go mean, to journalism school. So, well, yeah. So this is, you know, these days there's kind of a, um, uh, I don't want to slam anybody, but you know, it's, it, there is a difference between just saying, well, I'm going to go be a blogger with no training whatsoever. And people who have actually gone to journalism school and have had that training in ethics and research yeah. And just professionalism. Um, that's not to say that there aren't bloggers out there who are good, but I think that sometimes uh, if you haven't had that formal training, you might not realize that you're doing something that's um, skewing a story in an unintentional way. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to ask about um, journalism and stuff, but uh, I do want to note like our job is to go into different places every day. So people's professionalism, I see different like levels of professionalism every day. Uh, and yeah, it's like not everyone's good at their job. Well, basically, it's like most people aren't good at their job. They're especially in these sort of like more um, creative fields like uh good work ethic isn't like the number one priority, but right. yeah. How'd you get into journalism? That's super cool. Um, well, I had always been obsessed with music since okay. I was a little kid. And, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe I'll be a singer. Maybe I'll be a guitar player, but it became obvious <laughs> that I just didn't really have that certain something that you need in order to do those things. And then around the same time that I realized that 14, 15, 16 years old, um, it became really clear that I was a good writer. Like all my English teachers would always kind of single me out and say, you're really good at this. Um, you should really focus on this because it's definitely your talent. And I just realized one day that, you know, I should just be a music journalist. I could combine these two passions that I have. Um, and that's how I serve music is by writing about the people who are able to do this stuff in a way that I can't. And um, although I do think it is good that I took music lessons, you know, uh, that I do play guitar some, because I think I can appreciate the skill that it takes to do these things in a way that someone who has never picked up an instrument can know. Um, so I started writing for my high school newspaper in Atlanta, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, they had wanted me to cover really boring things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just refuse. I, like, I don't want to write about that. I want to write about music. And so I uh, just started calling up artists in Atlanta. And this is when uh, artists such as Indigo Girls and Black Crows, you know, bands like that in Atlanta scene were really taking off. And um, I would just kind of steal myself and call their management company <laughs> and ask to interview them and you know, get laughed at a lot because people thought it was hilarious that some kid was calling them up wanting Aww. to interview them for their high school newspaper. But you know what? A lot of people said yes. Yeah. Because they just thought it was cool that some kid did that. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just kept doing, it just became clear that I needed to go to journalism school, which I did over in the university of Georgia, which is in Athens, Georgia, which at that time was when REM oh, and B-52s yeah. and bands like that were having their heyday. And so oh, I just cool. happened to be in these places that were really significant musically at the time. And 
for the most part, open-minded about letting uh, a young female music journalist have her, get her foot in the door. I, I do talk in the introduction of this book about this, about how I uh, got started and how most people were supportive, but not all. You know, I encountered my own share of sexism when I started out. And um, in a way, I think that helped me because I could empathize with women when I ask these questions, because I've been through similar experiences of people saying like, are you sure you know what you're doing? We're not sure you do because <laughs> you're young and you're female and we know better. So yeah. I think that was actually um, a, a point of similarity between myself and the people that I talked with for this book. Yeah. I mean, don't you find um outside of your job there to be like sexism and stuff yes yeah I do mm-hmm. <laughs> one thing that was really interesting in this though is that I um at first when I started interviewing people the first few interviews it took me a while to get a handle on how I was supposed to tease out when somebody had actually been treated in a bad way because of sexism yeah or when it was just someone simply being treated badly because they were uh, a young artist in general yeah because i think there's a lot of predators in the music business and so how do you know that this promoter who was being a schmuck wouldn't be that way to anyone male or female right and so i learned early on to start asking questions about well how did you know that this yeah. is because you're a woman how are you so sure? And a lot of times people would come back and say, well, because of X, Y, and Z, you know, they'd have some comment that was made or some kind of solid reason where they could point to where they said, no, I'm very sure that this happened because of my gender and, and not some other reason. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's, I mean, it's, I, I think I said, I didn't know why as being treated funny you know like it didn't ever occur to me until um until the other girls in the band mentioned it and I was like oh oh mm-hmm. I, you know but uh ah, interesting like I just thought everyone thought I was weird or whatever but yeah can you talk about since you did you originally intend on laying it out like oldest to youngest or yeah yeah I kind of had that in mind from the start because simply at first it was just how do I ever order this in a way that I won't (laughs) offend somebody you know because right how do I you know I just couldn't think of another way to do it or somebody wouldn't question well why did you put someone before me or why am I at this part of the book why am I not you know yeah. yeah it just seemed sure. like a, a real minefield <laughs> let me yeah. let me just simply order it by age and then right after that it occurred to me you know the reason I said earlier where I just thought well this is a really good way to show if things have changed and some things have and some things haven't so. yeah do you mind talking about what you like overall I know everyone's gonna read the book no matter what uh you say here but uh <laughs> do you mind talking about what you noticed has changed um and what um, stayed the same or is I it think, so person to person you can't even do that no I mean I think in general um, what's changed is it really is unacceptable for people to be overtly predatory now and that's changed yeah yeah like now I feel like if some guy 
literally grabs a woman and you know touches her without her permission now women can stand up and say like that's not acceptable and most people will say yeah that's not acceptable don't do right. that yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's not really the case uh when you talk to the women in the in the who came up in the early 70s like this book starts off with Susie Quattro and Ann Wilson and Gina Shock of the Go-Go's and you know they had stories of you know men who you know pat them on the bottom as they were walking by, you know, and it was just kind of accepted like, oh, that's a fine thing for us to do. That's, you know, that's how we can treat women. And that's just not the case yeah. now, I don't think. So that's good. Um, I think yeah. that's better. Do you, do you, I'm sorry, but just um, out of curiosity, like, do you, when do you think that that shifted? Uh, I, I have a, a personal opinion on that, but like, when when do you think that it like shifted? Did people talk about that at all? Um, nobody said specifically when they thought that changed, but I noticed personally that that kind of seemed to shift uh, in like the '90s, early '90s, and I wonder if it's because of the Riot Girl movement. Like nobody really specifically says that in the book, but we do talk about the Riot Girl movement and how that really was quite different than the feminism movements that had come before just because it was so angry. Yeah. Um, you know, it was overtly angry. I'm not to say that the mem- the movements before hadn't also been angry, but it was angry in a different way where it was very kind of in people's face. Like you will not touch me that way. You know, this yeah. is the first time that people were really allowed to truly show just how angry this stuff made them and I think it might have made a lot of guys who could have thought they could get away with that that sort of thing suddenly stand back and go oh my god like if I touch this woman she might actually (laughs) you know shove me back kind of thing yeah so yeah (laughs) um I don't know if that's when you thought it shifted but that's kind of when I noticed that things seemed to change is that women kind of got much more um aggressive I guess is the right word yeah no there's some debate in the book about whether that was the right approach or not now I mean you know people talk about that in the book about was that the right way to approach it now so that's kind of interesting in retrospect to say was that I really mean, the best I think move so. or not. like I think it I, I I mean I wasn't like there then but I think that all of that stuff all added to swing the pendulum to the side where now it's like um you know all of that stuff it's like it, if all of those people people in the book and other people too if all of them didn't do what they did we wouldn't be as far as we are here now which I can tell is far um from not far enough but I can tell has come so far from like you know from every decade it's so much farther than it was before yeah um and there's so many ways to tell but just recently for me at least like being on tour in a bunch of different countries like this year you can tell that something different is happening in America as much as America sucks so hard and especially now and especially with 
certain you know rights and everything else that are taken away from us the way actual people treat um us and maybe not even treat us but the the fact that i there is few people that i can't say like back off or you know like or doesn't understand that there is a consequence for their actions like almost i think most people in this country understand that they they may not be able to control themselves but they know they're like not supposed to treat um you know like like other people's bodies in a certain way i think i've noticed a huge change in that and i've noticed in other countries that that is still the exact same way it was 10 20 30 years ago and it's like shocking because there's it's without consequence because there hasn't mm -hmm. been like a line drawn in the sand or whatever of like no you can't yeah. do that anymore and it's it's really weird and it's really uh it's shocking yeah um, and I know a lot of people probably disagree with me and are like look at all these laws like we're getting worse and worse and worse and it's like maybe in a little bit right now but it's just like the freedom for that I feel like going out into the audience every night here um knowing that everyone knows like you can see fear in people's eyes of like why wow, yeah they know they can't grope you if you yeah go out they know the that it's unacceptable they'll get yeah, kicked they just, out or they worse. know that they will get kicked out yeah um no I agree this, with you yeah I think there's a lot um people I think sometimes we get so focused on the things that need to change that we forget that we do have some things that are really good here compared to yeah. other places um you know, I, yeah, I've traveled I'm not, internationally too. And yeah. I mean, I've been in the situation where I'm kind of, I'm little, I'm five foot two. I'm, I'm very too. petite. <laughs> and in some countries, uh, you know, I've been to, it's totally been acceptable for some guy to just come over and like pick me up literally. Yeah. And like move me somewhere else. Cause it's like, oh, I want you to meet my friend and I'll just come scoop me up. I'm like, what makes you think that's okay to do that to an adult woman and that just wouldn't happen here so yes I agree that you know progress still needs to be made but I think sometimes we also need to step back and and appreciate the the rights and um freedoms that we have that women before us have fought so hard to yeah learn. well said, and I think this yeah. book makes it really clear too that um there are a lot of women in this book who talk about the specific activism that they have done. Yeah. And I really hope that if there are younger women reading this book, that they will really take that to heart. Like you can't just get complacent and say that we have these rights now. Uh, you have to work to sustain them or they can be taken away as we've seen now. Um, yeah. And uh, Toby Vale of Bikini Kill in her chapter put it really, really well. Um I'm going to just paraphrase because yeah. I'm not going to be able to quote it exactly. But she said, you know, progress isn't linear. It goes back and forth. And so you always have to remember that you have to work at it because you don't want it to only go backwards. Like, I think people forget that. I think they think, all right, we've arrived. We've we've won this right. And now everything's good. No, because there's always going to be somebody who's going to want it to go back to the way it was because it was better for them. So you have to be really vigilant and work to maintain things. And so I do worry a little bit that when I talk to younger women who say, well, I'm, I'm a feminist by example, just by leading my life. And 
that's great, but I don't know that I personally think that's enough. I think you also have to do some kind of actual work to keep up the rights. In my case, you know, I wrote this book. That's my contribution to the cause. But, you know, uh, I think that people can't just say, well, I posted some meme on Instagram and that, that's good enough. I think it has to be more than that. Yeah, um, totally. I think I think I feel pretty hopeful, though, uh, when all is said and done afterwards. Like in so many ways, I feel like this next generation of people Mm -hmm. aren't like maybe are complacent in certain ways oh, mommy lie down uh oh um lie down, <laughs> lie down baby oh, cute. um but also are like have such an immediacy to their needs that they're like not gonna stand for shit that like doesn't work for them and also like as much as people are against like um like cancel culture all this other stuff it's like it's like a pendulum too it's just like if if people are teaching people that if you do wrong you're out like i don't know that that's necessarily right but it is teaching like consequences like there's consequences for your actions and like you can't like if people are like oversensitive then it'll come to a point where people are like just sensitive um kind like you know what I mean? Like, I think I can just feel that it's like whenever anything seems to be super extreme, it, it to me feels like it's just on it because it's on its way back to being in some like um, better spot. And yeah, it, does, it isn't linear. It's like a real strange spiral, but um, just like every just little things. And I don't know that this is everyone's type of feminism, but like I would say over the past two years that we've been back on the road, like, oh my God, I would say 60% of the bathrooms have in the this country and in many other countries have changed from being one, you know, like there being two genders that exist to being like, there's, you know, many different genders exist. Like there's so much um, changes to what people are saying they want to feel comfortable and safe um, that I feel like it, I, I can just see it all the time. And it's like, wow, they're listening to people needing to be safe and comfortable. Like, wow, mm -hmm. incredible. Who knew? Like, and you, I just see it all over. Um, and maybe it's just in the big cities, but, you know, we travel throughout and it's like, it's, it's pretty extraordinary to see that in, I don't want to call any states out, but in every state, in every major city um, that you 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 wouldn't think would care how certain people feel. You know, it's just like it's really each year has changed so much to be like, oh, people are individuals, like whether or not it's skipping women or or like cis women or whatever it is. It's like still is like, wow, they're they're noting the fact that some people don't feel safe going in this bathroom. Like, huh, that's interesting. Like maybe they'll notice that in other places. And I think that, I think they are, I think it's happening. I think there's just, yeah, there's so many old people 
in the government and that and politics and it's just like they just like you know need to get out of that need to get out of there like they don't get it because they're just like comfort why do you need that I don't get it we didn't have comfort and it's like yeah I know grandpa but now it's we're but we want it sorry like we deserve it I'm sorry you guys didn't have that a hundred years ago but we're we're gonna need comfort moving forward we're gonna need safety I'm so you know like I don't really know what you think of that but it it, it seems to be a major change uh well, that's good noticed. to hear. I thought yeah. that was interesting in your chapter when you talked about because you and um and Amy Ray of Indigo Girls both talked a little wow. bit about oh my god, sorry. I never thought that <laughs> sentence would happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you two sorry. were the ones that brought up uh, you know, gender identity. And in some ways that was kind of beyond the scope of this book, because that seemed like a can of worms to just kind of talk about, you know uh how different genders are you know and that kind of thing I I mean I had to limit it to a certain point because uh it would just get out of hand you know but I was glad that you know you and Amy Ray both mentioned that you know not everyone even identifies as purely male or female and that is another aspect too that um I don't think would have even come up in the conversation even 20 years ago. So yes, I think that's another indication of, of progress. I'm, I'm, I, we don't have to talk about it too much, but I find that to be very shocking uh, that no one or not that many people talked about that. Um, Yeah. I think, I think you guys are the only two that specifically wanted because when I did these interviews, I had certain set questions that I asked everybody just so that I could make sure to touch on certain things, you know. Um, yeah. Asking about good and bad experiences. They good had. journalist. Yeah. <laughs> but then I also tried to leave it a little bit loose. And if somebody wanted to go off on a tangent that was different from other people's, I wanted to be able to let them do that because that was what was going to make people's personalities shine through. Like, for example... Um, Laura Veers wanted to talk about being a mother a lot like that is a really big part of her identity and so we talked a lot about what that meant to be a woman who wants to be a mother and have a music business career very difficult yeah to juggle those two things and so I kind of let people go on whatever thing was important to them and it happened you know in your case and in Amy's case that uh, you know gender identity itself uh, was just a really important aspect of the your experiences and personalities and the way that you're shaped as people and as artists. So I thought that was really um, interesting to see what some people came up with. And uh, I think it made it a much more uh, diverse and interesting book uh, to have people be able to, to express themselves that way. And it was... Uh, well, when I started this book, I was really uh, concerned at first that all the chapters would be very similar to each other if I oh, wasn't really? careful and it'd be boring, you know? <laughs> I was just worried. And so the publisher was too. They said, you you, you got to make sure that you don't just write the same story 20 times Yeah. in each of these chapters. And so uh, I was really glad 
when I saw very early on in the process that people's personalities were going to really come out in that way if I just kind of step back and let it happen. Yeah, that is so wild to me. I'm super excited to read this. I, uh, yeah, sorry I didn't before. I just... Um... <laughs> it's, it's okay. I just sent it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, I just, I can't read on tour. I, like, can't, I can't, like, take in information. I, it has to all be, like, just, like, just disassociating with by listening to stories like uh I, it's just a weird thing like um hopefully I can change that in the future but this <laughs> year we just traveled way too much for me to learn like it was like almost overstimulating to like learn a new fact or be excited by something it had to just be like the most yeah I just had to re-listen to stuff I already listened to basically to be <laughs> honest, which is like kind of sad but yeah, I feel like there's so much to learn from this because to me, yeah, I guess, and I didn't even think, yeah, I have a very, we all have individual perspectives, but uh, to hear that she has the same, or like, you know, there's something in common between us makes me feel really special. Yeah. Well, um, I'm also really <laughs> curious to see about people who are going to be, I mean, I kind of want to follow up with all 20 of you now and just get opinions after you each read the book because there were a couple of times where somebody would say this is what I believe and I, I I can't imagine someone else thinking differently and then in another chapter someone saying the exact opposite yeah and saying well this is what I believe and I can't believe anyone thinks differently yeah. and so I'm kind of curious to know how that's gonna how people are gonna take it I'll write you an essay when I'm done reading it okay. <laughs> that I can promise that would but... be great yeah <laughs> because no, I'm just sure. really curious because uh you know after people explained where they're coming from you know when people explained to me about their childhoods and how they came to arrive at their opinions like everybody made sense to me even if I didn't agree with yeah everyone's opinions like I could see how they would think that way yeah totally um, but yeah. it's just, it's really interesting to see how people could have uh, these experiences and arrive at like such different places um, yeah. with totally. their opinions. Yeah, well, it's, uh, that's super interesting. I'm like, and I think also like, even just for me, like I change all the time. Like that's my, I hope to change and grow and have uh, a wider um understanding and be more open-minded you know like as yeah. I I hope to not get more close-minded and <laughs> you know like I pray for that but yeah I do feel like yeah is that yeah I think it's I'm yeah it's interesting I was glad like, to see the similarities too I should point out yeah there were some common there were some through lines also like what <laughs> Everybody made a point of talking about men who helped them. Oh, yeah. Which is really good because I didn't want this to be some kind of male bashing book. I was, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't. If anybody comes at me and says, well, you're a man hater, I'm going to say, well, you didn't read the book, obviously, because it's not it's not that way at all. Yeah. Um. Everybody went out of their way to say, OK, here are examples of when I was treated badly by some dude, but hey, here's at least one other example of some guy that went out of his way to help me when he didn't have to or did something really nice to help me personally or with my career. Everybody made a yeah. point of that. Even the most strident people yeah. in the book, even the people who were pretty angry when they were talking in the rest of the chapter still made a point of 
pointing out that they appreciated when they came across male allies. And so I thought that was really great because um, I was wondering what I was going to do about that if I came across somebody who just seemed to hate all men. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but nobody was like that. Nobody. That's cool. And so that's is, good. Is that a fear of yours that you're going to be seen that way? Yeah. I think so. Just because uh, I had other women who have written books about feminism approach me over the last couple of years as I worked on this book and said, you know, <laughs> there's going to be so, a certain segment of the population who's going to come after you. They're going to go on the attack because you've written a book about feminism. There's going to be some guy who's going to be really upset that you did this and call you a man hater and be really angry with you and make sure you lock down all your accounts because people will try to break into them, things like that. I mean, some people really scared me. And so I was like, well, thank you for telling me because I really, that never even crossed my mind. The first time somebody told me this, I was standing there saying, what are you saying to me? Um, And then more people told me that. And I just thought, well, you know, this is, um, apparently a thing that happens yeah. and so I think there is going to be maybe somebody who isn't going to read the book who's going to be angry at me for writing it just that, because of the title itself yeah that is a thing that's really annoying is that I with I just imagine it was all social media or whatever but yeah a lot of people don't like read anything they just throw an opinion out um, yeah I already I, saw it starting a little bit like the you know the oh. press release about the book came out and some places you know posted some magazines would post hey this book's coming out and of course there's some guys in the comments who are like uh man man haters you know and then like really ugly comments but then I thought in a way this shows me this is why I needed to write this it's book. It's working. Yeah. You're... This is exactly why this book is necessary, that there's people out there who feel that they can say this kind of stuff for everybody yeah. to see. Yeah. So well, that's yeah. confirmed to me that we did the right thing. Well, no, I mean, I can take it. I'm just glad that somebody gave me a heads up that it <laughs> was going to happen. Yeah. Because if nobody had, I would have been totally shocked. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope... You know, yeah. I and I want to express that. that that's really a minority, you know, but they're a very vocal minority, right? Yeah. It's a very small segment of the population. Or, uh, it hurts. Even if you get like a hundred nice things, if there's one like scary thing, it's ruins. I mean, it doesn't ruin it, but it sucks. It totally, I forgot. Well, about it, that. I don't know if I, I just think it's, it kind of firms my resolve. It, it, Good. It makes me like I said, it makes me think this is why we need this book because yeah, uh, that's, that's proving my point better than I ever could with these chats, you know? Yeah. 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 So, and, um, and, and I, I, I will say that there are, you know, as many men wanting to interview me about this book as women. Yeah. I think uh, it, it's interesting. It's just, it's interesting to see how it's all shaking out now that it's almost out. Yeah. Well, you'll have to keep us posted too. And uh, yeah, I just think it's super cool that talking to you, getting to know why you wrote this um, and yeah. And where you stand, like, you know, interviewing you, if you will. Uh, yeah. it's just, well, it was it's- a male agent who had the epiphany that it should be done in the first place. I mean, I need to point that out. 
Yeah, that's fair. It wasn't really my idea. It was his idea, and I took it and ran with it. As soon as he said it, I thought, yes, I can do a book about that. So, Well, it's know. awesome. It's really cool because I don't think – I think that – I have the luxury of hiding behind uh, a lot of different things. That's only one, you know, like I get a, a you're saying like, I get a show people without being like, I'm a lady. Like I get to just be <laughs> like a girl on stage and then people are like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. And I don't have to like, that's not the whole thing, you know, like, so I can hide behind other things, but uh while helping the cause, but I think it's super cool um, that that you you know you're doing this and that you um, you did it and it's coming out soon and <laughs> uh, everyone can go get it and I think it's it's super important because the more yeah the more reasons why people learn how how they make people feel the better you know like yeah um I think that that was a really that's you know just learning how people's different like um what's it called uh barriers or different different comfort you know what makes people uncomfortable different boundaries and stuff like it's just, it's so important to learn, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I learned in this process, like I said, I mean, there were a couple of times where somebody would say something and I would think, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I was, I was surprised that. by a couple of things people said, but then, you know, as we talked more, because then I would, of course, when somebody said something that really startled me, I had a bunch of follow-up questions that, yeah. you know, like, why do you think that? What is it about you know, your life that made you come to that opinion. And I think I learned some things through this process too. I mean, it stretched me. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And start cool. thinking about things. And I'm not sure that I, I mean, some people I still don't really agree with, but I can at least accept why they think the way they do. Yeah. And it's cool that you chose to keep it all in there because it's so everyone's point of view is important. That's the thing is like, when people want things to get better, it's like, you know, like pushing people over to one side of being just like a man hater doesn't fix it. It's like we all right. need to heal together to heal. <laughs> like yeah. it can't just be just one group is healing. It's like, no, like you dudes were forced to be dudes. You didn't want to. And now you're bitter or now you're hurt or now you're sad or now your your true life's path has been taken away from you because you've been forced to be more masculine than you want whatever it is it's like everyone should everyone has to heal together for everyone to heal uh and yeah that, that's mm -hmm. what I think at least <laughs> yeah and I think it's important you know in this time when everybody kind of wants to it seems like everybody just wants to hear from people who agree with them and they don't really want to hear about opposing opinions um it's it's good to have you know, other people say what they think and, and I hope people will really take it in. Um, Lydia Lunch in her chapter said something about um, young women should not let themselves live in the world as they think it should be, but they need to live in the world as it is. Um, and her point was, you know, you can't just hide from things that you don't like or pretend it doesn't exist. Like if you want things to be better, you have to be willing to really look at 
things directly and confront things that might make you uncomfortable. So, and I agree with that. I agree with her on that point. Totally. Yeah. That's the name of the game. And yeah, that I, thank you so much. Um, I will um, put the links and stuff in the show notes, but is there anything that you would like to tell everybody before you go? No, I think you've been really thorough and, you know, thank you again <laughs> for agreeing to do this. It really, uh, it makes a difference. Um, as I'm hearing from people who want to interview me, it's, it's interesting because people will say, oh, uh, I'm a really big fan of this person in the book or that person in the book. And your name has come up uh, a few times now as being one of the people that, you know, inspired somebody to want to talk to me about the book. So thank oh you for God. being in it. <laughs> that's crazy. I can't believe that. That's so wild. Yeah. That. Thank you so much. And yeah, thanks for letting me be in it. I, um, I hope, uh, mine was okay and you learned something <laughs> mm-hmm. I did and I, I really would be curious to hear your thoughts after yeah. you read it <laughs> good or yeah. bad no, yeah no I'm 100% gonna read it uh like I sometimes I forget after tour I think I'm not allowed to like I think I have to like yeah it's weird but like disassociate and completely just <laughs> like not think but like what I really need is to get inspired by something. And you have just given me my first dose of inspiration. Well, go read Amy Ray's chapter first. Then it, the chapters can be read in any order. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to read that. Well, <laughs> so um, breaking news is my first concert was uh, Jerry Garcia band, but my like first festival real concert kind of thing was Indigo Girls. Ah. Was, yeah. My sister <laughs> took me uh, to see, like the only thing my parents ever just let us do like without supervision, they dropped us off at an Indigo Girls concert and it was just me and my sister walking around and it was like I, the coolest thing. But, uh, you know, like that's yeah, that's a, that's a good choice fight. because I've never seen an audience so kind as theirs. Like, I don't know what they've done, but they've managed to build up the most empathetic warm welcoming audience of any artists I've ever seen I don't know what wow. they did yeah no but I, I re- just noticed that like yeah. it's just a really unique thing that they've built up so that was a good choice of That's your parents so cool yeah <laughs> no I think they might have known because yeah we were like two people under 13 just walking mm-hmm. around like a the grounds of a show and I remember everyone just smiled at us and was like yeah you know like, But yeah, well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. um, I hope one day to meet you. Yes, in person. Like next time you come through here, New York City, which I know you do occasionally. uh, Yeah. I will come to your show and we will do that. (laughs) Okay, cool. Thank you. Bye. Bye.